Welcome to your Realtor Success Channel in Northwest Florida with your host, Tim Whittemore with the Whittemore Group. If you're a new agent or a seasoned agent looking to better yourself and your career and or looking into the opportunities of being an agent with LPT Realty, look no further. Tim breaks down the things you need to know without all the hype and fluff, so stick around. Okay, so let's talk about it. A good realtor or a bad realtor? So I did some research on this and we're gonna have a lot of fun in this video uh, with some of the stories and different things and people that I've trained over the years of just how ridiculous some of these things can be and, and how duped some of our buyers, sellers, and investors get. So um, especially since we just came out of a a interesting, very, very seller-centric market and we have low interest rates. I mean, the, the entire thing was on fire. There's fire sales going on here uh, when it came to real estate. And because of that, we had a lot of people that just could, what we used to say in the military, because I was in the Air Force, that could fog a mirror, meaning they were alive, and in this case, could pass a real estate test. And there's just a lot of mouth breathers out there that, no offense to mouth breathers, but... There was just a lot of people out there that just um, just couldn't, just don't get it. And the good news is that, that the market kind of self-corrects itself and either they have to get better and get talented at what they're doing or they're just going to be gone. Okay, so how can you tell that you got one of those realtors? I'm going to give you a list of some things <laughs> of what we've seen. Number one, they're rarely available, right? Now, you may get to somebody that is, you know, running another business and this is their side hustle. So a part time agent, this could be an issue. And uh, I've definitely had some of those people before. And I had somebody that was a, um, a psychologist that was that was on the team and wanted to transition out of that for whatever reason you could imagine what that was. And uh, I. It got to a point to even me trying to get a hold of that person as they had a full-time job that you could never get a hold of them in a timely manner. If they're rarely available, it's usually one of two things. Either one, they're super busy. As a part-time agent, just know what you're getting into if they only do this part-time, okay? Because they're not gonna be able to answer questions in a timely manner. Depending on the market, that could be really bad, okay? Um, it could also be uh, the second one, where they're just super, super busy with everybody else and they just not leveraged enough in order to help other people out. So me, I run a team. So if I'm not available, I have another team member that can either take a call or can go out and show a property or do whatever else that we need, right? If it's just a one-stop shop and they're just too busy and they take more business on than they could possibly stand, that's not good for you, right? And it also could be a third possibility is just they're just lazy they thought this was going to be super easy. So they're doing whatever, playing video games or hanging out on the front porch. I have no idea. Doing something unproductive, right? And just ignoring it until it's time for them to feel like calling you back. That's a bad agent. Okay. All right. Next one is they don't know marketing. They don't know how to market anything, right? That's one of the cool things about being a real estate agent. And you know that you're good at it is when you know how to market a property. You, that agent that you're looking to hire, or if it's you that's the agent, you know, you know the staging techniques. You know how to stage a home. You know how to give people the, uh, the proper uh, vendors to go out to help clean a house 
or power wash the side of a house or get the right landscapers, getting the correct pictures, knowing what pictures to go in there, what platforms it needs to syndicate to and so on and so forth. Most of the time, if you're interviewing a real estate agent, you should ask them marketing specific questions and ask them what they're doing to promote your listing. You're paying them a lot of money. They should know what the heck that they're doing and what's going to happen if this doesn't work. So they also need to know what the process is based on the market, which we'll get here soon. But if not, and if you're a seller and you hire somebody that's a discount broker or and just take it for whatever ever price and doesn't argue any commission or nothing and just goes here, here it is with nothing else, be very, very cautious. Price, when it comes to paying for a real estate agent, is only an issue in the absence of value. Remember that. Okay, next, uh, that realtor doesn't know the area. They're brand new, they just moved to the area. They don't know anything, they haven't researched enough. So you may wanna ask them a couple of questions about the area, what they know about the area, and specifically about sales in a specific area. If, if you're hiring a buyer's agent, do they know where to go? Do they know the schools? Do they know the school systems? Do they know where people are going shopping most of the time? These are those sort of things. Do they know the area? Are they experts in the area to help you get more acquainted and make sure that you, they move to the right place? If you're an agent, educate yourself on this stuff. If you don't have any kids, figure out the school systems. Go to niche.com and, and look up reviews so you have legitimate people that wanted to comment positively on something like school systems and you don't have any kids or something like that, okay? If, you're, if you live in a place like this and there's boaters coming in and you don't know anything about boating, you know, do your research and figure that out so you can be the best agent. All right. Uh, the other part that you want to be cautious of, what makes a bad agent, is they're not gonna negotiate. Or they don't negotiate in good faith to you whatsoever, okay? Here in Florida, it's a little bit different when you look at that because we have a thing called transaction brokers, right? Where we have partial fiduciary duty, but I'm not gonna get into that. We talk about lack of negotiations. If you're hiring a listing agent for your house and you wanna reduce their commission and they don't fight for it, be super cautious because they're going to do the same thing to you that your house when somebody brings in the offer and be like, oh my God, we got an offer. Take it. Shouldn't we counter? No, just take it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now there could be something else in there that, that uh, may preclude them from making some sort of counter offer, but that's usually the biggest part. And they're not, and the buyer's agent's not negotiating with the other one to get you the best deal, to get you the lowest possible price with the best possible terms. That's what they're there to do. Market specific, it might not be a thing. However, you know, make sure that this person is, is a good negotiator. That makes a bad agent if they are not. Uh, could be another issue is that they're brand new. And they're brand new, it's not that they're brand new. If they're brand new, they got the right training, they've got a good mentor, a good broker, a good sales agent, a good team lead, a good trainer, you know, coach then it really won't matter because you're hiring that entire team if it's a brand new agent or you're hiring that brokerage, you know, the, the sales department in that brokerage. It's, it's not that big of a deal providing that they get a lot of support. The issue when they're too new is when they don't have the support or they don't realize that they don't know what they don't know and they're cocky about it. That really, really makes a very bad agent if you've already kind of got a chip on your shoulder and you haven't sold but maybe one or two properties ever in only one type of market, all right? So if they are too new and they recognize that they're new and they're gonna work their tail off for you, if that's what you're looking for or if you're that agent and you're brand new, 
you know, that's, that's the person that they want. They want the go-getter, somebody that's going to go out there. And they'll be very thankful that they choose you over the years as they see your success. Awesome. Uh, next is they don't understand market value. Okay. This is very, very, very common right now in a transitional market because a lot of agents never had to learn market value. They'd be like, especially in the super sellers market we had, Hey, I want to list it at $200,000 over what we thought we could get it for. Sure. Yeah, I'll take it. And then there's such low inventory that they'll still probably get that and they'll make up the difference. It was absolutely insanity. Okay. In a normalized market or in a buyer's market, that is not the case. They need to understand the market value of a home and what it actually is going to sell for. Because there's no point in overlisting a property. Because all you're going to do is somebody around you is going to list it properly, right? And now that your property looks inferior to the other one, you only help that other property sell. That's what your agent is doing for you. If you're that agent, don't do that. Know what that is. Now, if you do have a difficult seller and they don't decide to do that, then make a deal with them. You're a good negotiator, right? Be like, sure, we'll stick it up on the market for two weeks. And then if it doesn't get any showings or any offers, then we're going to take it down to a market value price that I have calculated for you. And they'll understand that. Okay. Next is this agent is too pushy. Why are they too pushy? Why are you too pushy? Is it because you're not confident in what's going on? You want this to move quickly so you don't necessarily have the best intentions for your buyer or for your seller, right? You don't understand them, which is why you're being so pushy. This, these, this is really important uh, for that. And there's certain personalities, and I could do an entire video on this, uh, but I'm not gonna bore you with too much details with this. If, this, if you are a pushy agent, it just goes to show that you don't understand your buyers. That's it. What you should do is come, if you are the agent looking at this, and come with curiosity. Why? Why are you dragging your feet, this and that? And there is a time to be a little bit more pushy if the market depends upon it, or you know this person has lost out multiple times because they never acted quickly enough. Usually a, a buyer will, will self-correct because they're like, oh, I missed out on the last one, right? So you just go back with the company and be like, hey, we waited last time. I don't think that you should wait so long for this one, okay? That's not being pushy. But somebody that is just like constantly making you wanna go, what are they hiding? Okay, that's not a good agent. All right, another part in here, which we don't have necessarily, we have transaction brokers, which is what, what we call dual agency. When you represent the listing and you represent the buyer, okay? Sometimes this is good, sometimes this is not good at all. If you don't know this listing agent, and you think that you're going to get a better deal by going to, if, if you're watching this looking for an agent and you think that you're going to get a better deal with going with a listing agent that's going to represent both sides, that is not the case. The commission is already predetermined. It's a very low percentage that they have written in there that if they bring the buyer, they're going to take it at a lower commission. Okay? Because it costs us as agents just as much money and just as much effort to go out there to, to procure buyers, even without your listing, with, to procure buyers. And we typically get paid a full commission for that. Okay? However, it could be bad if your intention was to hire somebody just because they're the listing agent. That is not good. You don't, you as, at least time of this video, you don't pay a buyer's agent any fee. If they do, they should disclose it. But most of them don't because the, the listing was already pre-negotiated how much that commission was going to be. So 
Don't be afraid of that, but definitely get somebody that's going to um, negotiate more on your side. Because even here in Florida as a transaction broker, as soon as somebody goes, hey, I want to offer on this property, we have to back up. We can't really even say anything. They're like, okay, here's the offer. Yeah, let me explain the bullet points to you. I can't give them any suggestions. They kind of have to figure it out on their own. So yeah, it can be very disadvantage, disadvantageous for you uh, if you do that. But if you know who that person is, you like them, you think they'll be the best on your side, then yeah, you can go with that. But just be Larry. Okay, uh, two more to go. <laughs> uh, if this, what makes a bad agent, it could be that they're unprofessional. And this is pretty uh, subjective when it comes to what unprofessional is. When I worked in New York, um, going out with what I'm wearing on now would definitely not look very professional in comparison to what everybody else was wearing up there, right? Uh, to look professional. Uh, however, we live down here in the Sunshine State and uh, the Redneck Riviera <laughs> in, in, on the Emerald Coast. And in this case, it really doesn't matter, right? People can be very, very professional over the phone and dress however they want because we're in a beach town, right? And it's dreadfully hot, so you don't want to really necessarily walk around in a suit, okay? Uh, but professional doesn't just have to go with looks, it's how they act. If, they're, if, if you're an agent and you want to be a good realtor, you need to act some sort of professional. Uh, a lot of us here in this local area had some backing with the military. It's just ingrained in us to be very professional. Or just be courteous if you don't know what professional is. Uh, as that agent, that's what you need to do. And as you develop a relationship with that other person, then you can kind of let your guard down if that's your personality and kind of work. But just know that you are working for them. So to be a good agent, you still need to maintain that professionalism throughout the transaction. When it closes, then you can go out and have a cocktail with them and enjoy the rest of the building a relationship as a friendship after the fact. <laughs> All right, last but not least is your agent is not asking the right questions. If you're, if you're an agent and you want to be a good agent, don't ask irrelevant questions or don't sit back and don't ask any questions at all. Especially if it's a buyer, you want to know exactly what they're looking for. Take that time to do some sort of consultation or strategy session prior to even showing any homes. We call those agents that when they get a call, hey, I want to go see 123 Banana Street, they just pop up and just go show houses. We call them Pop-Tart agents. They're like a Pop-Tart. You have no idea if that buyer's qualified <laughs> at all. You don't know if they've got the money. They don't know if, if they have a timeline at all. Um, you don't know uh, if they're emotionally ready to even make this sort of purchase. I can tell you a funny story. When I was working at a, another brokerage in our area, and uh, I had this one lady come in, very, very talented realtor, and she comes in with a very distraught look on her face. And she went out just to show a property with somebody that she met over the phone. And they went in and she noticed it was something weird about them as they went and showed, you know, took half of her day to go show some properties. It turns out that this was a first date and they met online and they thought it'd be fun as a first date to go out and see houses together. I'm not making this up. So if you don't take the time to pre-qualify them, obviously they, they just did it for fun and wasted half of a day for her where she could have been going out and actually procuring uh, actual people that wanted to buy, sell or invest, you know? Uh, that's that's not a good realtor. <laughs> that's not a good move. Okay, they need to ask questions about the buyer. When you go for a listing, you got to ask questions, particularly what what is the reason that you're selling this for, right? And that way you can provide the correct feedback. 
and be able to negotiate better on their behalf in order to do the things that you need to do to be successful. That's all we have for today. To learn more about becoming a real estate agent and or LPT Realty, make sure to hit that subscribe button and please leave us a review. Also, make sure you check him out and subscribe to his YouTube channel, Your Realtor Success Channel in Northwest Florida. And make sure to follow him on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. If you are thinking about joining LPT Realty on the Emerald Coast of Florida or anywhere in the United States, be sure to give them a call, text, or email because he has the tools to help you get to the next level of your career.